But tell me, just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We want to be free to ride. We want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Welcome to another shit show on the Biker's Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Dirty and Tank. Yeah. Hey, brother, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Same shit, different day. Yeah. Freezing my balls off, fucking waiting on parts, getting the parts, trying to get the motivation to put the parts on the motorcycle, you know. Yeah, it was a little cold here this morning. It was about 52 this morning. That's horrible. It was terrible. I don't know how we suffered through it. You know, I, uh, and got, I don't know. Up, got up to about 70, 72, 74, I think we went up. Oh, it got up to 70. Oh, so the high wasn't in the 50s. No, the no, no, no. Of, that was the low. That was, that was the low. low. That was that was the bad part of the day. Yeah. It was 52. All right. Yeah, it was terrible. I had lunch at John's Pass up at Madeira Beach. My mom's in town. You know, it was awful. I, wow. I had to suffer through it, brother. It was bad. Jesus. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's horrible, you know. I mean, luckily for me, it was negative two this morning when I went to work. Actual temperature. That's not with the wind chill. Negative so, two. Yeah, <laughs> negative two. Yeah. So you got that it was going literally forward. 54 degrees colder where I was this morning than where you were, and it was 52. Well, I mean, let's talk about the price of gas. It's jumped about 70 cents in a week. Has it really? Yeah, well, his down here, man, they – uh inaugurated some dude last week and now suddenly gas jumps up 70 cents a week and people are shocked for some reason oh i don't i don't know why did they shut down like some sort of like oil production or something yeah yeah probably you know that whole we gotta you know become unified in this country let me just kill you know eight thousand jobs or whatever it was you know 1.5 billion dollars worth of financial infrastructure but but that's okay that's okay well I, I really don't pay attention to it because I don't drink Keystone. I drink Bush Light. So I really didn't care about them killing some sort of pipeline for Keystone because I don't drink Keystone. I drink Bush Light. So. Uh, it's, it's oil and natural gas through the, uh, the pipeline, brother. So it's not Keystone beer? No, no. But I, from what I understand, Keystone can give you gas. No, that's, yeah, that's why I don't drink it. Fucks you up. Don't drink that shit. Screw that, huh? That's right. Yeah. I was, did you go to that uh that uh fucking bike show thing in Florida that Gibbs, whatever it was. Actually, it was uh, Gibbs Town Bike Fest. I did. Yeah, did you do that? I did. I did. In fact, I met one of our uh, one of our viewers. Mm. Uh, a guy named Roy. Uh, he'd been listening to us for a while, and if you remember, uh, he's the one who went on to the Bikers Lifestyle Facebook page and said that we were. Let me see. Um, we were just like the JP Cycle Summer Circular that you store on the bathroom floor. And that's, accurate. Uh, that's accurate. I think that's pretty much almost verbatim. Yeah. And if I remember, one of our admins was like uh, looking out for us and he was like, you know, screw you. And uh, he like booted him off the page. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, he didn't realize uh, the admin that I, uh, I contacted the guy. And I, and I was like, well, you know, so, you know, you said all this. And I think I quoted him verbatim on Messenger and basically called him out on it and said, hey, I mean, you know, you got something to say, man. Why don't you contribute? You know, have you checked the show out? You know, I mean, what, you know, what can we do to change it? And uh, it was kind of funny uh, talking to him. I finally met up with him and everything and talking to him. And it turns out he was looking for a, a sticker, one of those bumper stickers that said, I hate the Bikers Lifestyle podcast. And he's been, yeah, we're going to have to get those. He's been, we got to uh, get those. I'd put one on my car. I would definitely wear one. Like I would wear it proudly. Mm-hmm. I, you know, frankly, sometimes I hate the Biker's Lifestyle podcast. No, it's, yeah, I don't understand what those assholes are talking about half the time. Right, right. Yeah, I know, right? A couple of greasy bikers from Janesville, Wisconsin. What are you going to do? Bitching right? about fucking Biden. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's leave the politics out of this show today, brother. 
So okay. anyway, so anyway, you know, brought it up. Yeah, yeah, up yeah. About gasoline. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I uh, jumped down the Florida Super Slabs and uh, took a little ride up to East Tampa, uh, Brandon area. Met up with him. He bought me lunch. Hey, free! I got free hat on from Tiller's Toppers. Free lunch now. Baker's Lifestyle. You know, wow. I guess it pays to be internet famous. And, Selling uh, fishing poles to people in Canada. People in Canada. Look at that. You know, man, my God, it's just working out, brother. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm going to be a hundred air here pretty soon. No, it, yeah. I don't know what you're going to do with your tens of dollars, but My tens I'm of excited dollars. to see it. I'm excited to see it. But uh, yeah, we, we ate at uh, Portillo's. So you got to go to a Chicago restaurant when you're in Florida. Oh, they um, got a Portillo's in Florida? There's there's a couple in, in, in Florida. Yeah. So we met at oh, Portillo's shit. and it was kind of interesting, you know, us coming from the, from the club scene, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we ride a lot. We ride, you know, handlebar to handlebar and, and, you know, you get to ride with people, you kind of want to know what their riding style is, right? I mean, it's very important to us. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be next to some gomer. And we've seen too many times where we'll be out in, a, like, a big charity event and shit. And, and for the most part, we either want to be in front or we're in back. We don't want to be in the middle with those yo-yo assholes that don't know how to ride and then going 100 miles an hour and then slamming their brakes on because they're creeping up on the jerk in front of them. But uh, so I asked him, I said, you know, how do you ride? And he, he kind of laughed a little. And uh, he didn't really know quite how to take the take the question. And I was like, I asked him again, how do you ride? And I had to explain to him. I was like, I want to know. I mean, you know, do you go balls for a while? I mean, do you, do you do the speed limit? You know, do you cut in and out of lanes? Like, you know, I just want to know how you because you know, you'll be riding behind me. And, you know, and he's like, well, what are you planning on doing? You know, you planning on doing like 100 miles an hour or whatever down the road? And I'm like, well, no, but, you know, I like to scoot along. And I just want to know what your riding style is. I want to know what you can get myself into. And, uh, you know, I guess that is something that we talk about in clubs, but I don't know if the other driver riders even think about that. You know, how does somebody ride? Do they just get on the bike and then hope for the best and hope they don't kill each other? I don't know if it's, if it's so much club stuff. I mean, obviously clubs talk about it because we ride in groups and packs and experienced you know. rider talk. Right. But if you're a guy that primarily rides by himself, you might never ask that question or be been asked that question yeah. so i mean you know it, it it maybe it shows more of an anti-social person as opposed to whether or not somebody's experienced in motorcycle riding you know yeah. i mean, he, I mean he, yeah go ahead i'm sorry well as you know back in the day before i ever even considered joining a motorcycle club or whatever i, I didn't know what hand signals fucking meant you know about shit in the road or you know cops or i mean you yeah. know, and ride Cop by yourself. Cop up ahead. Cop yeah. up ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you ride by yourself and shit. You never, you know, you know, who gives a fuck, you know? Or, you know, you ride around with other guys that are typically loners or whatever. And yeah, just, you don't have a plan. You just sort of, hey, you want to go ride motorcycles? Okay, cool. Where do you want to go? Oh, I don't know. We'll go here. Okay, cool. There you go. End of conversation. So, I mean, yeah, you know, maybe he just, maybe, maybe he's just one of them dudes that's always ridden by himself or he's just a loner. Or he's just not you know, in no, the I, in groups. I, I, think, I think he put some saddle time in. I mean, he was going to meet a guy down in Arcadia, um, which is about uh, almost 45 minutes from me due east. And he lives up in Ocala. And that's a good two, two and a half hour ride down. So uh, he was on like an 05 wide glide. I think it was, no, a fat boy. He was on a fat boy. Uh, with, with many apes, um, Matt Black's bike, nice bike. He was taller than me. He looked a little small on the bike, if you ask me, but but uh, he scooted right along. There were no problems. We went down to the Gibbstown Bike Fest, and, you know, uh, goddamn, I'm really antisocial, brother. I just, I guess over the years, I just, I don't like crowds of people anymore, man. You know, you start walking through the crowds, and I start to get uppity, and uh, there were people everywhere, just everywhere. Um, saw a lot of combat, uh, combat veterans riding association guys. Um saw a couple of really, really weird bikes at the bike show. There's some guys doing some stunts on BMX. They had uh, the, 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 the little thing they ride around inside the little sphere of death or whatever the hell they call it. Oh, okay, yeah. They had, they had the wall of death. A lot of vendors, a lot of vendors. Um, but, you know, I don't know, man. I've never really been into all that all that crap. They had a band playing, but, uh, you know, not drinking anymore or anything. You know, I mean, that's Pretty much went through, checked it out, saw some bikes, shot the shit with him a little, and then I went home, you know, and that was 
Was there half naked women running around? Yes, there was, thankfully. Okay, good. Right. A, well, I mean, it's a biker event. Of course, you're going to have half naked women. There was uh, some girl who was doing a photo shoot in a bikini on top of one of the bikes. Um, it was, it, well, yeah, it was, a, it was a big wheel bagger. And I swear that that wheel had to have been 36 inches, man. I mean, well, yeah, that's the style, man. It's you not know. my cup of tea, brother. It, it just looks, it looks wrong. It looks wrong. It looks like a tricycle. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. That's what, that's what Paul Yaffe's doing. So, that's cool. Yeah. You know, just a little thing about the Florida highways. I mean, Florida is, you know, is a very flat state. Yeah. Um, and the highways being flat, long stretches. And, you know, there's wind. You get blocked and stuff with the houses because you get tree lines. But in Florida, you get on them highways, man, and that wind is just amazing. If you're, uh, you know, if you're heading into it, it stands you up in the air because it just really doesn't have anything to slow it down. If it's behind you, you can really feel it pushing you along. So you, you get, uh, you get wind burn. You can't really get beat up by the wind on the Florida super slabs. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of like Illinois, you know, you get into the flat part of Illinois. I mean, shit, you, know, you can get a gust of wind 30 miles an hour sweep across the interstate. You got to fucking almost lean directly into it and then the yeah. wind down and then you take a fucking sharp right yeah i remember i remember coming out of chicago one time i was on my that's a long time ago i was on my v-star at that point in time and uh i'm on like right by 80 and 39 and uh there must have been like a 50 mile an hour gust came close, almost blew me right into a semi i feel like it's sucking me under like i said about sideways trying to compensate the other direction mm-hmm so, you know, I you get used to it. I mean, you know, I see these guys always, you know, talking about, you know, goddamn grass clippings and they're worried about going through that. And I just laugh, you know, I mean, you know, what are you afraid of? You know, just pull your goddamn clutch in a ride through it either way. Just don't make any freaking sudden move in the grass. You know, the wind's going to blow you around. I mean, either fucking ride your bike and quit whining, you know? Well, I mean, it's, that's, it's it, people on social media, man. It's. Somebody will post something about grass clippings or whatever, and uh, other people get the mob mentality. They're going, oh, yeah, I fucking hate those assholes, you know? Yeah, and, they all pile on, don't they? Yeah, next thing you know, somebody makes a meme about it, and then there's a Facebook group about it, and then it's a whole fucking social movement, and people are just going out there beating up people with fucking lawnmowers. I mean, yeah. it's fucking stupid, you know? Well, it's Social media is stupid. Social media is real stupid right now, and especially for biker pages. Well, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's frustrating if you're an admin, let's say on a biker page and let's say, uh, these people start bitching. Well, people keep on reporting my shit and I keep getting kicked off for, you know, a day or a week or whatever. It's like, dude, nobody's reporting your shit. It's literally an algorithm that's picking up keywords that you're putting out there. So and it happened to me earlier this week. I got kicked off for a day because I was trying to explain to a dude the rules <laughs> of Facebook. And I couldn't even explain the rules without getting kicked off myself. Yeah, I know. I saw so, that. I saw that the violations came through from Facebook. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can't you can't say the word whore or bitch or cunt or asshole or bass. You can't even say those words. You know, you can't even say fucking fat boy. You can't even say I ride a soft tail fat boy without possibly catching depending if you make it all one word you might be all right but don't break it up because then they're all oh, you can't that's bullying you yeah just, yeah exactly bullying went against the community standard yeah you know? yeah so, <laughs> it's you know, crazy. It's, what's the solution i mean you can try to just live with it you know because i mean you know social media is a new you know, when I say social media, I'm talking Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, all these other, all the social media sites, quote unquote. But, you know, if you're a biker dude and you want to do biker communications with people you don't know across the country slash the world, you know, I mean, really, your best bet is to start a forum, is for a Facebook group to start a forum. And that way, that, you know, the prisoners run the prison, you know, because a forum is, you know, you're using a, you're, you're sort of piggybacking off an existing website that you pay a fucking subscription to, 
that allows you to have your forum on their thing. And they don't, there's no policing as far as I know. I mean, it's usually pretty private, as private as you could possibly be being on the internet, because I mean, anybody can hack anything and anybody can report anything. But at the same time, you can make it so private that normal everyday people would have a really hard time seeing it. I mean, that's where a lot of your, you know, people that showed up to the Capitol on the 6th, that's how they communicate with each other on the internet through forums, you know, is because it's not available to the general public and it's usually well policed and it's well, you know, moderated and whatnot. So, I mean, that's probably where the biker community should end up just going is just start a handful of forums that are like a Facebook group, only it's a forum. Not, not only that, but forums are pretty sweet because you can categorize everything, you know, because not everybody wants to go to a biker, biker site and see half naked chicks on choppers. There are those people out there. I don't know any of them, but I'm sure there are those people out there. Yeah, we could actually have a category called half naked chicks on choppers. Yeah. You yeah, have they want to see that, they can go to that category. Yeah, or you could have half naked chicks on Honda Shadows or half naked chicks on Big Wheel Baggers or whatever, right? Or you could have a section that's just about motorcycle club events or just biker festivals or, you know what I mean? You could have all these different categories and you give people options on what they want to view in this forum. And you can make the rules to be whatever you want. If you want to call somebody a cocksucking faggot, you can go right ahead and call somebody a cocksucking faggot as long as the people that run the fucking forum say you can call them that. Well, now you're going to get us thrown off of Facebook. I mean, on YouTube. Jeez. Oh, they don't. No, no. Facebook or YouTube doesn't pay attention to what the fuck we say. Good, good. That's a good thing. We don't have enough viewers yet. If we were in the 10,000 sub area, then yeah, we'd have to watch what we say. But right now, we can pretty much say whatever the fuck we want. You know? I mean, some of our past podcasts, I was fucking swinging around in AR and, you know, they don't care. Yeah, and I know it sat in the background the whole time for one episode that we had. Yeah. Yeah, hell, that was the same one I lit myself on fire, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, <laughs> you were doing stunts, but... Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I was doing my, my version of Jackass. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's at the end of the fucking day, there's no fucking way that the biker community is going to be able to stay on Facebook or Instagram. or I mean, Instagram is a little bit more you know, open to whatever, but at the same time, they're now starting to come down on people. It's it's owned by, well, it's owned by Facebook. Okay. You know, Facebook, you know, the Mark Zuckerbergs, you know, they, they own Instagram, you know, TikTok is owned by the Chinese. So it's not as heavily regulated as everything else. But as soon as, you know, they start getting blowback because some, you know, teenage girl killed herself because, her friends, you know, the people at school call her fat. They're going to fucking drop the fucking hammer on TikTok, you know? And I mean, I, I don't have a TikTok account because I'm not 12. So I, I don't right. fucking right. care about it. <laughs> but, you know, it, I said the same thing about Facebook fucking 10 years ago. I was yeah, like, why, me, fuck would I, why would I need to do any of this? Yeah. And now here we are, you know, gods of a fucking Facebook page. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> It's, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's it's not going in the right direction as far as freedom of speech, because these, you know, social media entities don't give a fuck about your freedom of speech. They don't give a fuck about anything but their bottom line. And their bottom line is people going on these things, leaving their data behind so they could sell it to advertisers. Yeah, that's true. And if they think that they can make a rule where more people are going to stay on longer, then they're going to do it. You know, I mean, yeah. that... what, what I was going to say is, you know, you talk about forums, brother, though, and, you know, essentially Parler uh, was like a shot at Twitter and like a cross between Twitter and Facebook and Parler went on there and they're supposedly free speech and not, not moderated. I think Dan Bongino, the former uh, Secret Service guy, was one of the one of the backers behind that. And, uh, you know, they the stupid thing was for them is that they bought their internet services to host it through Amazon and yeah. they, they pissed them off on Amazon and then they pulled the plug and now parlor is never going to be around again. But there is, there is a new kid on the block now. Have you heard about Gab? 
Well, they've been around for a while, and they since 2016. They, I, yeah. Yeah, and I don't. And, you know, it's look these these things like these things like Gab and these things like uh, Parlor or Parlay or whatever. However, however you say it. Well, it was Parlor, but then you parlayed in Parlor. I read a little into it. Oh well, yeah, or MeWe or Locals or whatever. I mean, if you're the social media game is ran by apps, right? Yeah. That's the whole hook, line, and sinker when it comes to social media websites is it's also an app. So it's on your phone. And that's where forums kind of died off is because there's no app for your forum. Right. You know, because I was on forums before I was ever on social media per se. Let me guess, Delphi forums. Delphi forums. Yeah. Uh, you know. Delphi, yeah. Because there's like thousands of them on there. Right. And they're still there. They're still there. Oh, yeah. Most of them are still there. Anything that's on the internet, it's on there forever. But I'm saying there's people that are still active on those sites. Oh, no, no doubt. I go to HD forums. You know, I do too. Oh, yeah. Tech support and shit. You know, when I I get stumped or, you know, I, I can't figure something out, which happens more times than often, I'll go on a fucking, you know, a forum to figure out how to fucking do something. But the end of the fucking day i mean it these these social media powerhouses which are basically monopolies like facebook or twitter they they control that 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 sector you know so if you want an app so it could be on somebody's smartphone where they get notifications and blah 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 good fucking luck because these multi-billion dollar corporations have that fucking locked down if they don't like what you have to say or they don't agree with your rhetoric oh they shut your shit down parlor found them the fuck out they did, nope. but Gab is a little different. Now, yeah. Gab, Gab, you know, Facebook has, you know, thousands of employees. Gab has, I looked into them today, and they have like seven employees. Gab literally mm-hmm. went within like a two, I don't know, maybe a month period, they went from like 150,000 uh, users to like 30 million. I mean, they had to like, and they own their own servers. And so it's a little bit of a difference. And so they're, I wouldn't say they're untouchable, but they're harder to touch. Um, you know, well, they got their own servers too, don't they? They are their own. Or they're servers. on a certain server that that isn't controlled by Amazon. There are well, there it's their own. They have their own servers, and they're adding them daily, from what I understand. A guy named uh, Torba, I think, is his last name. Torba. Uh, right. Who is who is behind it? And uh, I tell you what, man, I, you know. The, the different thing about it, too, is it's uh, it's similar to Twitter, but unlike Facebook, where you have friends and a friend page and all that, um, you can sort of just follow people or you can just jump in and check it out. And it really it lends itself to lurking. So you can go in and read a lot with being a member, but you don't have to post and be active. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's an interesting slice of social media life to see what goes on there. Yeah, it's, it's like an alternative to Twitter. But the problem is that all these social media sites i mean they're kind of they're, they're they're so fucking big and it's so hard to compete with them yeah that, you know and i think you know it's you know yeah hopefully gab you know maybe I, i've never even been on it i mean i think maybe a long time ago back when it first came out and it was just kind of dumb but i mean anything seems dumb in the beginning because it's there's not a whole lot going on you know because yeah thing about social media is that you have to have people being social on your media for it to make sense otherwise it's just an empty website with like advertisers you know what well, i mean I'll tell you what though that jack dorsey he's the guy who owns twitter he he lost like 12 billion dollars or something his stock has dropped um oh, so he's he, only got 100 billion dollars well yeah i know i i feel real sorry <laughs> for him too but uh, i mean still that's substantial you know that that's a big message uh, that's being sent by people out there because I think people, for the most part, regardless of what their politics are, um, especially with free speech, are kind of like saying, no, um, you can't do that. Um, because before it was, you know, Trump's gone now. So who do they have to hate? You know? Yeah, but they'll be back. You oh, know, yeah. Well, I mean, I ups and downs. Yeah, but I, I see uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, you know, I mean, they're, they're still rioting. You know, and now they're starting to eat their own. Now they're going after the freaking Democratic Party. So, yeah, I know. you know, I mean, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, they, they got their dude in office. What are they so pissed about? You know. I guess that's why I bring up forums is because you could, you can have it be just biker shit. You know, where people talk about biker shit. As opposed, as opposed to okay, well, we're gonna go on Gab and we're gonna have this little subset. Because is there even groups on Gab or is it just like Twitter where it's just a fucking free for all? No, there's groups on there too. Right. So okay, let's say you go to a group. Well, you're still controlled by whatever algorithm or or by whatever standard that that particular social media site sets out. Meaning, you know, if if the owner of Gab, I don't know or, you know, however their own says that you can't say the word whore anymore in a post, then they can just, okay, put that in the algorithm. And there you go. As to where a forum can be ran by one dude or two dudes or whatever. And we can be like, no, it's, that's cool. Cause we don't care if somebody gets called a whore or a, a cocksucker. Or the thing, the thing is with, with Gab though, is it's pretty much the wild, wild rest right now. They don't have that algorithm. They're, they're allowing anything and from what i've seen uh just reading through doing my lurking is i think you can call anybody whatever you want and nobody really i mean yeah people seem to care and say anything but uh the owner's point of view is you know this torva guy is that you know yeah we have to suffer through some of the the bad things because there might be truth you know that that's that's in there somewhere and i would rather at least have truth come out with all the bad shit around it than have to censor ourselves and and worry about pissing somebody off. I mean, freedom of speech is a is a slippery slope when you start to to, to limit it, prohibit it, and censor. Yeah, but they don't give a shit. Well, yeah, like, that's obvious. Nobody gives a shit about us, the common man, right now. Right, and it's you know it's it's not going to get any better. It's only getting worse. So I mean, Quite yeah, we're on YouTube right now, but for how long? You know. You kidding me? How I mean, we woke up a country today. I mean, just the way Joe Biden's going. I mean, what, what, does somebody have a bet to see how quick he can tank his presidency? I mean, dear God, dude. I mean, I've never witnessed something like this. This is, it's almost like they have a bet going. You know, it's like they were they were sitting around about five years ago and they're you know, you know, smoking one and they're going, hey, uh, tell you what, I bet I can get Donald Trump made president. They're like, yeah, I bet you can. It's like, yeah, watch me. And they got Donald Trump made president. And then uh, they're probably sitting around going, okay, tell you what, I'm going to get Joe Biden in there. I'm going to get a president. I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to have him sit in the basement the whole time. He's not going to campaign at all. And I'm still going to get him into office. And, uh, you know, for all we know, that's what it could be with the elite. I don't know. Man. I mean, it could be, but I doubt it. I Honestly, what I think it is, I think it's just, it's just people throwing shit at the wall to see if it sticks, you know? I mean, it all comes down to one five-letter word, brother. M O N E Y or G R E E D, greed and money, my brother. Well, it's you know, it's you got to understand that politicians aren't leaders; they're followers. You know what I mean? Politicians don't lead people; they basically follow whatever the general public has to say as far as what's the majority. You know, if the majority of people say that fucking pizza sucks, then I guarantee you, you're going to see a fucking politician out there trying to close all the pizzerias in fucking a state or whatever. You know, it they're they just follow whatever the the mob mentality has to say. You know, yeah. I mean, it because it's all about seeking out a vote. And the problem with your social media pages is that they just follow the majority too. Because their whole deal is we need as many people on our website interacting, going on there, blah, blah, blah. So Pepsi-Cola gives us a shit ton of fucking money to gain people's data and figure out how to get Pepsi products in front of them more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Meanwhile, every article is clickbait, you know, you know, learn the secrets to winning a million dollars in the lottery. And then you get in the article and it's like. You know, going through this huge process where you got to get 32 screens to even get through it. You're clicking each time. And yeah. meanwhile, they're counting the clicks that you're clicking on their website and getting more money from their advertisers. Right. And that's just all there is to it, you know. And Yeah. You know, it, that's why it's it's so hard. Like, say you're just a fucking dude trying to figure out what's going on in a particular state as far as motorcycle shit. So you could go there or you're going to be in a particular area and you want to see what's going on or you want to see what other people are doing. Meanwhile, there's this whole dark network of advertisers and whatever trying to 
get your shit from you and you know your data which a lot of people are like well i don't give a shit i don't even have i don't even know what my data is well no it's it's shit that you see because everything is is monitored you oh know, yeah how long you're on what you're looking at i mean it's all there and it's all connected you know i mean how many times have you been on you know say your phone looking at a motorcycle part at say dennis kirk or jp cycles and then you jump on facebook to see if anybody's called you stupid in the past two you know two hours and all of a sudden there's ads for the exact same part you just bought or looked at that you know, one's all connected they are that one doesn't bother me so much as this one it was about a year ago we were sitting down here in florida and i was talking to my wife about lobster we were just talking about lobster and then suddenly i'm getting these ads come up on my phone about uh new england lobster and how to get it and where to find it and how to you know the best stores to get it from and i wasn't even on the internet talking about it i was just sitting near my phone talking about lobster. so you know i don't want to be a conspiracy theorist but it's kind of hard not to think something weird is going on when it's not even a conspiracy they admit to doing it yeah that's very true at this point in time you're right they don't even care anymore if you go if you got netflix you can watch a whole documentary called the social or what is it called the the fucking social dilemma the social dilemma that that was eye-opening yeah and i mean it's it's just not a secret it's happening we've just all bought into it you know what i mean because we're americans we like our convenience you know give us convenience or give us death you know, I mean, if I can't order a burrito off my phone and have it delivered to my house, then what, what's even the point of living, yeah. you know? I mean, it is what it is, you know? But as far as, like, what we're trying to do on, you know, whether this podcast or a Facebook group, I mean, we, we'd probably be better off trying to find a different platform because I... sooner or later, we're just going to get shut the fuck down. I mean, how many people are getting shut the fuck down right now, you know? I think it's just a matter of time. You're right. It, it, you, and we should be looking for something new. Right. So if any of you out there listening who've actually managed to stay up to this point in time know of an alternative for us that might be something we can look into, please hit us in the comments. We'd like, we'd like to know. Yeah. But uh, how do you like my new lid, brother? It's very stylish. Is that barbed? Is that like fake barbed wire around it there? It is. It is fake barbed wire that we got around there. It's like, from what I understand, this style is called a Cortez. Oh. C-O-R-T-E-S-E, Cortese, maybe. I don't know. Tiller could That's what I thought it was. Maybe Cortese, it sounds. But uh, he made this for me. He stretched to fit my melon. It fits me perfect. I got to yeah. tell you, it's pretty comfortable. It's a quality, quality hat. It's really heavy duty. Uh, Tiller's Toppers, man. Uh, Tiller's Toppers. So we'll take a moment here for a pause for Tiller's Toppers. Killers Toppers. Hats made with style that you wear with distinction. Handcrafted from quality hides. Tiller's Toppers. It's not just a choice, it's an attitude. And we're back. All hey, right. but what a he, fantastic he, commercial that was. Actually, you know, he, he uh, I gave it to him to use, and now he's got it up on his Facebook page. And I saw that, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's getting sent out. It's got a lot of shares. It, uh, it, you know, it's doing pretty good on our YouTube channel as well for the people watching it, so it's kind of funny. Awesome. Um, I did contact and talk with, uh, I talked with Hammer. Uh, and Dave, they're kind of busy right now, but I guess real soon they're, they're going to hit me with information, some and, uh, suggestions for music and some pictures, and we're going to get a commercial for them, too, for, for Dirty Fits, because Dirty Fits has got some quality stuff, too. Yeah. And, oh, uh, times up here. and uh, Tiller is making us a hat. Nice. He is, and we're going to have that hat giveaway. Uh, we're still working on the parameters of that. Um and we did tell people that we're going to be hiding little Easter eggs within uh, the body of our podcast. And all they have to do is contact us at our email or in the comment section, I believe, brother. Wasn't that it? I just have them do the comments because I never go to the fucking email thing. I, I'll check it out <laughs> once a week. Uh, 
We do, yeah. get, we do get contacted every now and then in there. Oh, no shit? Yeah, we do, yeah. The Bikers Lifestyle Podcast at Gmail. Uh, so just to let you know, the Bikers Lifestyle Podcast at Gmail. That's us. So give us a call. Tell us we're assholes. We'd love to hear from you. Well, you can't really call us, but you can. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Give us a give us a shout right out. A... How's that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, please don't Drop call us. us. Email. email. Yeah, if you've managed to find my phone number, yeah, text me first because I ain't answering unless I know you. Yeah, don't. Yeah. But uh, I thought I'd throw out a little preliminary Easter egg, kind of a bonus Easter egg for people because we're gonna we're kicking this off for February, if I recall correctly, brother. Yeah, I figured we'd we'd well. We'd start it, I, I would guess, the next podcast, you know, the next uh, deal. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'd say the end of February, we'll say this is the last one, and then the first podcast in March, we'll announce the winner and get them, get them their, their uh, custom hat from Tours Toppers, you know. Yeah, it's not set in stone yet, um, everybody, but I really want to kind of wait for the hat. So if it's either sent to me or sent to you, so we can display it and people get an idea what the hat is. But uh, I would like to throw out a little bonus Easter egg and we'll see if we can get uh, anybody to give us some comments in the YouTube machine there. And that is um, in the comments, if you could let me know what is the name of the production entity that's listed at the end of every one of our podcasts. If you can tell me that, we'll get your name into the, into the hat for the hat giveaway. How's that? There you go. Well, right on, man. Well, uh, I mean, it's hard. You know, I know it's tough for you. You're up in the wintertime. But me, I'm still riding cycles down. I'm still on scooters down here, brother. And uh, I had a guy pass me like a bat out of hell the other day. Yeah. And he was on a VMAX. Well, VMAX is fucking, those things are insane. You know, they almost yeah. don't seem real sometimes when you ride one. That's, like how you know, fast they are. I know they're scary, scary fast, and they're almost matching their horsepower and their torque too. Um, and they're pushing some sick numbers. But I was looking into the motorcycle itself, and I thought it was kind of interesting um, that Yamaha they started making them in eighty, no, in, in eighty-five, and uh, up between eighty-five and two thousand and seven. Um, basically, the only change that they made to the the, the motorcycle itself was to tighten up the front suspension a little because the one complaint was that it handled, got the high speed wads and stuff. It didn't handle the best at high, at high speeds. And if you're going to ride that bike, you want a bike that handles very well. Yeah. But uh, I was reading into the engine. Now you're a motor guy. I'm just an idiot with a wrench and, and a YouTube account. Um, but you're the motor guy. I know it's a V4. So uh, with uh, four valves per cylinder, but I guess between the first and second jug and the third and the fourth jug, at 5,400 RPMs, it opens up like a valve in between each of those jugs. So between 5,400 and 8,500 RPMs. And so uh, that's like the, and then it's got the boost power to it as well. That VMAX boost, it gives another 10%. But uh, have you ever heard anything like that? A, a separate valve that opens up between cylinders? I, no, I have, I have absolutely no idea. What, 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 what can you speculate what the hell you think that, that would be? No, uh, <laughs> I don't, I, know, I, yeah, right? I, mean, I mean, it's kind of well, if it's sort of like a like a Honda VTEC thing, I don't know if they're because I'm not entirely because see, I'll be honest with you, I've never really got into the whole VMAX because I always thought they were kind of goofy looking, not as goofy. I, mean, I think they're cool, don't get me wrong, <laughs> and I've ridden them before, but yeah. as far as like you know, speed wise, I mean, you know, there's faster bikes out there than the VMAX, you know, anything, you know, sport bike related in the 750 to 1000 neighborhood is just going to be faster. So that's kind of, and then when I jumped over in the cruisers, I never really got into the VMAX, but as far as like what that valve could possibly be, it, it could be like a VTEC thing that Honda used on their cars where it, it, uh, act, you know, actuates a, another lobe, which makes, you know, the, the camshaft duration change, or if they run like a Siamese type cylinder deal where, you know, both pistons are firing at the same time. So it kind of runs more like a, like a V twin than a V four. Yeah. You know, maybe they try to combine the combustion, which I don't, I don't know what benefit you would get from that other than just sort of like, you know, I may be scavenging, you know, or uh, not scavenging, but like, you know, 
uh, you know, intake pulse. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not sure. I'm not yep. sure what, what that is, but oh, well, maybe somebody in the comments knows what the fuck is going on with the VMAX because, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's, it's funny that you, you said sport bike, but they're marketed as a cruiser. Yeah. Um, you know, which is interesting. And, you know, they're made by Yamaha, and then they had the Star Motorcycle label to them for a while. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Star Motorcycles are one of those motorcycles that uh, you just don't hear a lot about. Um, you know, they started making them in 94, and I think they stopped production as a star motorcycle in 2016, 2017, now they call them Yamahas again. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, you know, my wife rides a V-Star, uh, yeah. V-Star 1100 Classic, and I, I think they're a pretty solid bike mechanically. They're pretty bulletproof, the motor is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I own a Star, I own a Victory, I own a Harley, you know, I've owned Kawasaki's, uh, I've owned a Honda. But uh, I thought, I mean, the Star is, is a, uh, pretty unheralded i think that uh probably because they, they represent such a small uh base you know the demographic base for sales and whatnot i mean because a lot of people say you look at the v-star and so it looks just like a looks just looks like a harley you know why don't you just go and buy a harley but uh what do i do remember about my v-star because uh, i bought that for myself and then i scooped it up a little and then i gave it to the wife but it's got uh, what's called an AIS system on it, which is an air induction system. And uh, it's like for, it reclaims part of the air that's wasted and injects it back into the fuel system, uh, I believe. But it yeah. basically what it does is it makes your motorcycle fart a lot. Nice. And so uh, a lot of guys came up with ways to bypass them. And uh, there was a real simple way just to remove some hose clamps and then take some hoses and then put them back in on themselves and just eliminate the AIS system alone. And I did that to my bike and got a lot of much better performance out of it and start, it stopped farting as well. But uh, this is long before I met you. There were many times when I'd see another guy out on one of those. I'm like, Hey, you haven't taken that uh, or disabled that AIS system. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, your bike fart a lot. I'm like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, Hey, you got a screwdriver on you. Yeah. And then I was like, what do you mean by fart a lot? Like I, I'm, I, I'm curious. Like, like, what's, what do you mean, fart? Uh, you get a lot of, uh, like, on, in the exhaust, a lot of that <laughs> on the D cell, or when you're just letting off on the, oh, okay, on the gas a little, you know. Sure. So, on, uh, on, like, back pressure. Back pressure, yeah, but it, it was, it was different from it. I mean, you know, if you think about it, Star Motorcycles, they started out in 2000 and, well, no, 1994. They were made in Japan, and then they moved over to California when they became Star Motorcycles. And they were largely a, an American-designed motorcycle, and they were assembled in America, in California. And uh, they, uh, oh, where the hell was I going with this? Well, I think a lot of the California emissions and stuff came into play on them. Um, a lot of, yeah, lot of moving parts, a lot of bells and whistles. What's that? So California just fucks things up. But you know we, what I mean? Oh, big time. Yeah, well, we're gonna yeah, big time. California's messed up. But uh, oh, I mean, as far as like with like motorcycles, cars, or whatever, you know. Oh yeah, with their emission standards. They just fuck things up, man. I'm mean, like, yeah. dude, really? You know, like, fuck off. But uh, I rode with a group of guys that all predominantly had star motorcycles a long time ago. Uh, and a couple of them actually watch our show, and uh, oh, wow. and uh, I've got a lot of respect for these guys. Um, they they rode hard. They rode long, long ways. And and uh, one guy, my buddy Jeff, he rides in the. Uh, so he's got a motorcycle association down in Joliet area. I'm not going to name it. And uh, he owns a couple of Harleys, but uh, when he goes on a long trip, he takes his star. He's got a road star. And, oh, I mean, uh, that's his funny Barger himself. You know, Sonny Barger is on record saying that he would rather own a Honda. I know if he could. Yeah, he'd rather have a Honda. What was it, Honda Shadow Eleven Hundred or whatever? Yeah. You know, for the longest time he owned, he had a Victory Vision for a long time. Oh, then he was he's he's part of a he he owned chunk of a Victory dealership down there in Arizona, down in Cave Cave Creek. Yep, yep. Yep. So I mean, no, I mean, yeah, you know, you know that. The, the day and age where fucking 
if you rode a Japanese bike, you were considered a fucking gomer because let's be honest, up until, you know, what, the mid seventies, I mean, Japanese bikes were small, they were slow, they were kind of, they, you know, they were throwaway fucking, you know, glorified mopeds. Yeah. Sewing machines. Yeah. I mean, and then they started coming into their own and then in the seventies, they sure did. No, oh, they really did. I mean, yeah, they came, came out with this little motorcycle called a, a CB750. Well, which is probably yeah. one of the most customized motorcycles in history. Yeah, or the XS650, you know, Yamaha made or Actually, the I had an XS850 special if you remember. Yeah. And that was a, That was a screamer, that XS850 that I think it weighed maybe 400 pounds and it was 79 horsepower out of the out of the box. It was an inline triple, and that thing was super, super fast. Yeah, and then, you know, you look at what Harley-Davidson's doing now. I mean, they're not exactly reinventing the fucking wheel, you know, with their bikes. And they're not exactly, I mean, there's a lot of old technology still being used. And, you know, I'm a Harley guy. I got a Harley. I like Harleys. But at the same time, I mean, I can't dog anybody for wanting something that has, you know, coolant you know, or suspension that doesn't suck. Yeah, a quieter <laughs> motor, right, right? A quieter <laughs> motor. Yeah, but, well, not even quieter motors, just motors that, that you know, are, are meant to withstand more punishment, you know? Well, there's a lot to be said for a shaft-driven motorcycle. Yeah. Maintenance-wise. That's true. Maintenance-wise. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's, I got a, it's got a different feel to it. I know um, you, you really, when you're on the clutch and accelerator, you can really feel the difference between a belt drive and a shaft driven motorcycle. Or just but, a chain. Uh, and just a chain, yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, you think about it, brother. You know, we came up and got recognized to, you know, be a part of a motorcycle club, and we were both on, on you know, jet bikes, basically. Well, yeah. You know, and well, you know, it's it, the day and age where you had to be Harley rider to be considered a serious rider are fucking long gone. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. they're gone. They're fucking way gone. In fact, anybody who says you're not a biker if you don't ride a Harley is just a fucking retard. I mean, it's just all there is to it, you know. I mean, the truth is, the truth is, is that fucking Harley Davidson's are more about nostalgia than they are quality. Yeah. The truth is, is that Harley Davidson's are more about the look and feel as opposed to the performance. You know, that's just the fucking truth. It I is. mean, if Harley was smart, they would have stuck that V-Rod motor into baggers. Right. You know what I mean? If they were smart, they would have made the V-Rod. And even though it was a fuck ugly motorcycle, it did perform. It had good power. It had good reliability. Well, and they, 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 they partnered with Porsche. <laughs> yeah and i mean yeah it was a porsche or, yeah anyways so they if they would have stuck that engine that power plant in say a road glide or a street glide or a road king i mean you you know obviously do do the other you know twin cam motors that they were making at the time but just have like an r series where you take a v-rod engine you stick it in the chassis of a you know, a road glide. I mean, you would almost have the best of both worlds, you know, but at the same time, would that chassis even handle that kind of power? Would it even handle that kind of performance? Because let's be honest, the fucking brakes on a Harley ain't all that fucking great. Especially, you know, when you're talking about adding, you know, fuck, I don't know. What's a V-Rod make? 130, 140, or no, I think 120 horsepower. 120 and change, yeah. Yeah. And you and figure still, the average, that's, that's pretty substantial for an out-of-box bike. Well, you also figure the fact that your average 103 or 96 made maybe 75, 80 horsepower from the factory. Yeah. So you're almost, you know, adding a third more power to it. Yeah, you're going to need to upgrade the brakes. You're going to need to upgrade the suspension. And let's be honest, Harley's in the business of making money, not motorcycles. So they are a... You know, uh, they are a clothing and finance company that happens to sell motorcycles. Was that too controversial? Yeah, so <laughs> it really doesn't matter. 
No, no, but I mean, you know, that's that's just called the truth. It is the truth. But talking about Harley's, though, brother, I mean, yeah, we both, you know, we both rode, you know, rice rockets, as they say, you know, the the cross, the the rice, the Japanese rice. Well, you had that victory. I still have the victory. I was on it, you know, when I'm riding down here in Florida. But uh, what's that? That's a poor man's Harley. Yeah, it was actually the guys that yeah. the design Victory Motors worked for Harley, oh. but we don't want to get into the history of that. I know, I know. With the V92C, you've heard me go off about them, off and, on and off about them. Those but bikes the, are so awesome, they quit making them. That's how yeah, awesome. Well, <laughs> nope. okay, I know, fine. I know, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my, I guess the point I was just trying to make, but you wouldn't let me because you want to be a dickhead. Was... It happens more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know you, brother. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, I love my Harley. Yeah. I love the way it sounds. I love the way it feels. I mean, it, you know, it's got the, the pounding thunder, man. I mean, I don't, I don't think of any other motorcycle that has that type of experience in riding a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. You're right. It is nostalgic. It yeah. is iconic. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also patented. <laughs> so they can't reproduce it. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, the juxtaposed 305-degree uh, travel on the crankshafts make that potato sound. And, uh, you know, no, no other motorcycle can do that. Um, you know, they're not able to. You know, they've got the, the patent on, the, on their ability to be able to make the motorcycle that has that. Right. But, uh, you know, all that being said, I mean, performance-wise, I think my victory outperforms my Harley, um, hands down. Oh. Although my Harley, uh, the, the soft tail, my, my girl's bike, um, mm-hmm. handles much better at, at, at low speeds. Um, the victory, uh, one of the big complaints people had about victories was that at slower speeds, like 20, you know, 30 miles an hour, they handle like shit and they do, um, you know, just something with the way they have to adjust the neck and, uh, and the front wheel and everything and the suspension. And then they sort of teeter totter, you're teeter tottering up to, up to lights and stuff. Um, you know, normally I can go up to a light with the Harley and I can use the front brake as I slow down, but I do it on the victory. And it's like grabbing and diving on the side of the calipers on. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, it's weird. But, uh, you know, that's just a common complaint that they had about the victories. But, you know, it's still it's an American-made motorcycle. It was made in Spirit Lake, Iowa. Um, you know, probably just as many American-made parts in Harley as there were in the victory, if not more. But oh, yeah. um, they just had some terrible, terrible marketing and promotions. And let's face it, Polaris likes to sell... Uh, you know, four wheelers and uh, and snowmobiles more than they want to sell a motorcycle. Well, that's just it. It's you know, you victory was a victory is just another you know product of a of a bigger company. As Howard Davidson's, you know, are they make motorcycles and that's it. And then yeah. they market the ever loving fuck out of their their brand. You know, with t shirts and hats and aftermarket parts and blah 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 and oh yeah the aftermarket holy fuck the, the aftermarket for harley davidson's insane yeah. it's better than any other fucking motorcycle out there Far i agree no. i agree you know you can a, a fucking harley is basically a fucking a brand new harley is basically a fresh piece of canvas that you can do with anything you want to it you can buy anything you want for it you can make it your own in every way shape and form as unlike any other fucking motorcycle out there. I would say the most highly customizable brand of motorcycles ever made, apparently, Davidson. Right. And, you know, when you start talking about, you know, you want to be an individual, you want to be a rebel without a cause, I mean, first thing you want to do is make sure your bike doesn't look like anybody else's bike. Unless you ride a black street glide, then you're just, I don't know, in a infliction jeans and nickelback or whatever the fuck you're listening to. Right, right. right. Yeah. You know, which, uh, which one's your bike? Oh, mine's the black street glide. Um, yeah. There's 200 of them in the parking lot out there. Which yeah. which one is yours? Because it's identical to all the others. The old Me Too glides, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's every bike's got their pluses and negatives, and you know, whatever. But you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good point that you know, it's it's interesting that you know certain bikes we don't they don't get talked about in the biker realm mm-hmm. when they our head and shoulders better than any other thing out there. You know, it's just, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's, you don't get into this shit for practicality. Let's be honest. You know, right. we're not out there making smart consumer decisions. 
you know. I mean, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're at, right. We're, we're a couple of greasy bikers in a motorcycle club. I mean, yeah, we're not making the, the soundest life decisions either. Not one of not one of my friends have ever looked at consumer reports on whether or not to buy a specific motorcycle. You know, I never really will <laughs> we all throw some cons. <laughs> well, the other thing they got going for them is they're pretty easy to maintain. What Harley's? Harley's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fuck, you could fix them with a hammer and a brick. Yeah, you know? I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you get an old shovel head or a pan head, you can down and get a part for a Chevy, and it's going to fit your bike. You know, you go to auto parts store and get parts for your Harley. You know. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's like I was, you know, I'm putting a new, uh, you know, steering bearings in and neck or uh, triple trees and whatnot, and you try to figure out what you're supposed to set the. Uh, the tightness or the or the preload on the bearings and there is no measurement it, it's based off of uh, how far does it drift are you serious <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah it's like you get you get like a piece of paper and a pencil and you kind of try to figure out where it's it, like it's yeah it's they still do things like that well nothing like doing your own wrenching i tell you what man you know you you, you get on your own bike and you're doing the maintenance and the mechanic work on it. You kind of want to make sure it's mechanically sound and you got you get it all the fuck right before you strap your legs around and take it on the highway. Yeah, it amazes no. me that people will still go out and pay $90 an hour for some shithead mechanic who doesn't know what the hell he's doing and then take him for his word that your bike is going to be sound and then you wonder why something happens. Well, if Harley Davidson paid their fucking techs any fucking money, maybe they'd be fucking better at their jobs, but you know. Yeah, that's a good point. That's just fucking truth. Fucking Harley techs make shit. Do they? Dealerships, yeah. They get fucked. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of strange, you know. It's considered a premier motorcycle. It's got one of the highest fucking price tags out there, yet they're paying fucking guys $15 a fucking hour to work on them. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. What, what's, a, what's like a new CBO go for these days? 60000 70000 Something like that. I mean, it, it all depends. I mean... Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not at that uh, financial fucking, you know, uh, bracket where I can afford a new Harley Davidson. So oh, I don't, yeah. I don't really shop around too much. But from what all my rich friends tell me, you could spend anywhere like the average is about 35, 30, 35 for a decent bagger. You could buy like uh, two start... houses in Beloit for that. <laughs> yeah, you really could. Uh, you know, as far as like, if you want to get into like the fancy fucking CVO decked out fucking road glides, you're looking in, you know, 50, 60, you know, depending yeah, on what, what box you check. We, we know a guy that hangs out at a local bar in Janesville. He's got a CVO and I hear him complain about that bike all the time. Yeah. Well, it probably didn't help that he rode it into a, into a dead end that one time. <laughs> oh, that fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, well, let's be honest. That dude bought that bike because he wanted to have the coolest, newest, freshest, fucking badass fucking motorcycle. Yeah. He signed on the dotted line, you know, and, you know, as they say, you know, the bike doesn't make the man, the man makes the bike, you know. I mean, you could be just as cool fucking riding the wheels off a of fucking 2000 Street Bob. Well, I guess that street pops weren't around in 2000. You could be just the coolest motherfucker on planet Earth riding a beat the shit fucking Dyna as you can be riding a fucking fancy CVO road glide. You, you know do what I mean? Miss, you do miss your Dyna, don't you? I do miss my Dyna. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now I got a Road King, which is the best bike ever. Well, you know, <laughs> well, it's yours, so it's got to be the best. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, I know. You know. It's the bike you own, brother. And then after all the work right. you put into that motor, you know, you might as well. Shit, now I'm putting all the work in the rest of it, so. Well, so, I mean, uh, it's going to look good. It's going to be nice and sound for this coming year because 2021 is going to be great. Yeah, no, I'm sure nothing's going to go bad. No, no, it's going to be the perfect year. You know, it's going to be the best year ever. I the think. best year ever, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, high hopes. Super big high hopes. Yeah, super big. Oh, man, so we're still on for uh, for an April journey, aren't we? As it stands well, I, am. I am too. I am too. It sounds like you got uh, our probate and another club brother maybe want to get involved too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, we'll you know, try to get a handful of dudes to fucking come down there. I'll start guilt tripping people. There you, you go. Know how that works. Well, you can do that now there, Mr. I'm not gonna say your title, but 
I'm a big deal. <laughs> I'm a big deal. You are though. Yeah, I know. You're internet famous. You're a big deal on yeah. social media. And Fucking now you're this people I don't know know who I am. Now I have to salute you or some shit. Yeah. No, no. I you know. <laughs> I don't hold that over people at all. Thankfully. I, mean, I just expect the normal amount of groveling. No normal amount of groveling, okay. <laughs> I have many fine leather bound books. <laughs> My apartment's uh, uh, rich mahogany. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, brother, I suppose we ought to wrap this shit up, huh? Yeah. 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 You know, uh, keep in mind that we got everybody, we got the Tillers Toppers giveaway coming up, and you really do want one of these hats. They're really, really good hats. I tell you, well, I'm they're fucking high-quality shit. They really are. He, he knows what he's doing, man. And, uh, you know, let us know how you like the commercial we made for him. Now. You know, he, he, he loves it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. the thing of it is, is that, you know, been missing phone calls this whole time. But oh. the thing of it is, is, uh, is uh, you know, guys like Tiller, guys like, you know, Dave and Dirty Fitz. I mean, you know, these are American dudes trying to make it entrepreneurs, you know. Are, are they going to be, you know, rich someday off their products? Eh, I, you know, I'd like to say yes, but in reality, maybe not. You know, probably not. They'll make a few dollars here and there, and maybe they can buy some cool shit. But at the same time, I mean, you could go to Walmart and you can buy some fucking knockoff fucking hat that's made in some sweatshop in China, or you could buy some leather good hat from some fucking Amazon store that's going to fall apart, you know, and fall off your fucking head. Or you could buy a fucking hat that's made by somebody who actually gives a shit, somebody who actually takes pride in what they do. And it'll last you a long time. You're going to get, you know, every fucking ounce of fucking life out of that hat that your dollar fucking, you know, paid for. That's very you know? true. And, uh, you know, I mean, this one here, he he stretched it to fit my head and it fits perfect. It does. Right. Yeah, you can go on eBay and fucking buy some fucking hat from China that's not going to fit your head. That's going to be sized for who the fuck knows. I mean, I don't know how many times I've bought a hat off you know, the internet or something like that. And I'll put in my hat size and depending upon which company is selling it to me, it's either going to be extremely too tight or extremely too big. Yeah. You, you and everybody that's ever bought a motorcycle helmet online. Oh, that's what, well, that's kind of what I was getting at, but yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Rule, rule of thumb people. If you're going to go, if you're going to buy a motorcycle helmet, first of all, spend at least $200 on it. If you're going to wear a helmet, get a good one. And go to the store and try them out. Put them on your head. Don't rely on a size that something has on some online store. You will be disappointed. Yeah. yeah 100%. That's just, just, just good consumer advice is what we're doing here. Sound consumer advice from a couple of greasy bikers from Jamesville, Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm a loser. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Yeah. Yeah. A little back action. A little back yeah. action. Odelay, brother, Odelay. Odelay. I have a devil's haircut. Only yeah. in my mind, though. No. <laughs> you, you ever hear the Beck story on that guy? On Beck? On Beck. No. no. He, he started out, he was like homeless. And he that was makes like, sense. he was homeless, like living, living out, in, I guess, in Sunset Strip or whatever. And he had this cheesy little guitar that he had. And he'd like be at like uh, uh, whiskey a go-go and like in between sets he would jump up on stage and sing these crazy songs and uh he got like famous doing it you know and then now you know he's like a millionaire you know but uh well, he's got some crazy music I, I actually own some of his, his music oh so do i but you know yeah it doesn't surprise me he, he kind of looks homeless a little bit he does the country and western singing now is that what but, it is oh, God. yeah kind of yeah Sort of weird, but you know, folky, kind of a folky. He's like a, he's like a fucking new Bob Dylan, I think. Well, as long as it's not Pat Boone trying to become heavy metal, do you remember that? No. You remember who Pat Boone was? <laughs> I, I sounds familiar, but he was some old like pop pop singer, a lot of Christian stuff, and I think it was oh. in the late in the late nineties. He showed up in some morning talk show or whatever, all decked out in black leathers with like a fake tattoo, trying to. I think it was a joke. I hope it was a joke. I hope he wasn't trying to do it and then it failed miserably and said he was a joke. But 
Uh, anyway, Pat Boone tried to go heavy metal, and it was laughable. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, everybody likes to reinvent themselves, you know. Not me. <laughs> Look at that dude, Aaron Lewis, you know, from Stained. Oh, he, yeah. He was really sad, and he was singing rock and roll music, like kind of metalish music, and he was super sad. Now he's just singing country music, and he's still kind of sad, but not yeah. as singing, you know. Yeah, who was that uh, punk rocker that was supposedly had a countdown going, and he was going to kill himself on stage? Um, I never heard about him oh. just going through with that. You're talking about Gigi Allen? Ah, Gigi, G, yeah, Gigi Allen. That's right. That was the the Murder Junkies. Yeah, the Murder Junkies. That's right. You're all just pieces of shit. Oh God, he that guy, man. <laughs> you ever see him in an interview? He was a live wire. Gigi Allen, he'd run around naked on stage. Oh God, the degradation he'd do, man. Well, but he's dead now, so he's dead now. So yeah, we don't, have to, we don't have to worry about Gigi. He's good to go. He's, he's dead. Good to go. He's dead, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, brother, we'll uh, we'll do this again next week. Um, hopefully, it won't be as cold and snowy up there, and uh, it'll start showing signs of spring because it's already showing spring down here. Let me tell you. It, it, it probably won't be, but I'm good because I still have to put my bike together. So Yeah, well, it's not like last year. We didn't get it together until July. <laughs> yeah. What, riding-wise? Yeah, mo- just motor-wise, riding-wise. Was it June when we finally? No, it was July. Was it? it was July, wasn't it? You, you, yeah, there were a lot of, a lot of issues. And... Yeah, 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 just. No sense going been... into it now. You just listen to our previous podcast and. Dirty yeah. laments about it often. Or so, don't. Uh, or don't. Yeah, right. Or don't. Way, there's only four or five of you that made it to this point in time, anyway. So nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. So <laughs> nobody's on, listening. on that happy note, uh, hey everybody, the thanks for listening, watching, whatever the fuck you're doing. Uh, the most dangerous part in your motorcycle is the nut that connects the seat to the handlebars. Peace.